Let's see, here it goes. Acting stupid. I said that live on that's Instagram. Here we go. <laughs> Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Fun Fans Podcast. We're gonna get Instagram figured out with you. I, I'm your host, James Dillard. With me as always, my co-host Bailey Jackson. How you doing, Bailey? I'm good, good. Hey, we have a great show. We have some breaking news. The one and only legendary South Carolina high school coach Owens is with us tonight. Everybody knows Bill Owens and his family, Zach, his wife, Pam. Uh, they're with us because they're going to share their experience they had at the national championship and all the fun events, so the, the game experience stuff before that. So they were able to, to do that stuff. And we may or may not talk a little bit about Nick Saban and his retirement. Uh, but first, the fun fans are a proud part of the Fanboys Fangirls Sports Podcasting Network. If you're a true sports fan, the Fanboys Fangirls is perfect for you. Find various nationwide podcasts and other sports media at thefanboys.com and all forms of social media. The Fun Fans Podcast is the official podcast for Clemson fans. And don't forget about Ruben's Food, Sports, Spirits, and Catering, the best wings around with two locations in the upstate, 1083 Batesville Road in Greer and 11028 Anderson Road in Piedmont. You can find them at Ruben's C. Com. Rubens is a great place to eat for all sports fans, especially Clemson Tiger fans. That's right. The Fun Fans Podcast is also brought to you in part by Diamond Edge Products. Diamond Edge Products is an officially licensed partner with Clemson University. Very, very coming soon. Uh, you'll be able to look for a link for just for Fun Fans to order your Diamond Etched product items. All right. So who do we have with us? Tonight we have... The family, the Owens family, Coach Owens is a longtime athletic director, football coach. His son, Zach, is a high school junior, right, Zach, at Landrum High School. And uh, the lovely wife, Pam, is a media specialist, librarian. I'm sorry to switch back to librarian. I should know that, I believe. Yeah, yeah you should probably know that. In, in Spartanburg <laughs> County. So this family is from upstate South Carolina. And uh, some great friends of ours, known Coach Owens for a long time. And they were able to attend the national championship. Now, they're Clemson fans. You're going to see some Michigan stuff. I, I guess, Zach, you got to pick somebody to pull for, right, Zach? Okay, so we went with Michigan, but these guys are Clemson fans. I know Coach Owens and Zach go to uh, some Clemson games fairly regularly. and But we're having them on here because this is a fun fans podcast, and what we talk about is the fun fan experience. And not only were they able to attend the game, but they went to like all the stuff, all the events, the the fan experience, this and the pep rally, that. And we're going we're gonna to talk about all that. And we're going to kind of work backwards. And we're going to start with Zach. Tell us there was something special about the hotel y'all stayed at, I believe. Tell us what happened at the hotel after the game. So after the game, it was it was crowded in the hotel because it was Michigan's team hotel. So Michigan was staying there. So all the fans, all the thousands of fans wanted to be in there to watch the team come in and go to their hotel. And so it was so crowded that we had to leave and go up to the Skywalk and try to get our way into the hotel that way because they had most of the stuff blocked off by people. And so when I went up there, I noticed that the team was just getting up there too. And I saw the offensive MVP, Blake Corn and got a – picture with him while he was waiting for the elevator. Nice. And that's the running back, right? I should know this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I have a picture 
and we'll get to that in a minute. So that was really cool. Y'all staying at the hotel where Michigan stayed. Were there any other run-ins with them while y'all were there or just, just after the game? <coughs> Friday night, I actually – I don't remember where we were coming from, but in the elevator I saw Blake Corum again, <laughs> and I was too stunned to speak to him. I should have yeah. to him. Yeah. Very good. Well, well that's Co- cool. Coach Owens, you know a lot about football. What What's your breakdown? What's your – analysis of the game well uh you know they always say that in every game there's about five plays that make the difference who's going to win and lose and uh and i think that held true in this game number one i uh think you saw michigan's experience haven't been there before and been in the probably in the bigger games uh, year in year out with this with this group of kids and in the playoffs and uh especially the first two series Offensively for Michigan, uh, just the, the lack of tackling, which showed up in most every bowl game. Uh, but uh, I watched Washington's d- defensively. They didn't change anything. Uh, you know, they, they just settled in. They had safeties missing tackle, had a linebacker miss a tackle on those first couple of drives. And then game, in games like that, you can't afford to miss too many tackles early, early on because it really set the tone and gave a world of confidence to what uh, – to what Michigan was doing, and they really gained momentum with it. But then, you know, Michigan was able to put so much pressure on Penix. He couldn't – I was thinking we were all hoping that he was going to throw for four or five hundred yards, right? That's what yes, I, that, That's what this thing was billed as. But Michigan is really, really good up front. And uh, they continue doing uh, exactly what they did in the Rose Bowl, applying pressure and sending people from everywhere. Uh, but, you know – Two of the bigger plays in the second half came really back to back, with about 12 minutes to go, and and uh, Penix and them, Washington's driving, and they're right down in front of us when he throws the ball to Odunze, Odunze, I think is his name. Uh, beautiful pass. It was right. It was right in front of us, and of course there's laundry on the field, and uh, you know there's a lot of controversy whether or not that was holding, and uh, but. Uh, you know, it had been a really clean game, and uh, I really think for you to call holding in that situation, you need to jerk somebody down to to the ground. Uh, <laughs> Michigan, Michigan had not had a problem getting to the quarterback, and so immediately after that play, uh, you know, is when uh, McCarthy hit Loveland across the middle, and that that play when he hit him, it was a 40 40 plus yard play. The very next play, it was this: there was a safety and a linebacker on on either side of it. Uh, and the ball just threaded in the needle, and you know, and then that that just the momentum had already swung after after the uh, after the penalty call. They had to go back and punt right after that. So, you know, those those were huge those were huge plays in the game, and and uh, then after that, it just kind of got out of hand. Yeah, it definitely was not close in the last couple of minutes. With no nail biters in the national championship game, Michigan just they were just better team. Yeah, uh, definitely played better on Monday night, that's for sure. So, Pam, you've been to a lot of football games, okay? You're, you've been in those coaches, the coach's wife's seat a lot. What was different about this game? What stood out about this national championship game? I've, I've never been in an atmosphere like that. Being in the Dome, it was loud. You cannot even imagine. And with Michigan fans now, they are 100%, and they were – it was just neat to watch them – I really didn't have a dog in the fight, so I was kind of neutral. And that was not a not an intended pun, but I was kind of neutral there. And um, 
I just, I don't know. It's just a, a very unique atmosphere of, of just, uh, uh, we stood every play of the game. I was thankful for the, the commercial breaks that we'd have a chance to sit down. <laughs> it, it was, it was incredible. Well, the same people must have uh, sat in front of you that sits in front of us at Clemson. Yeah. They stood up the whole game. Down. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now I'm too old for all that. Yeah. yeah. All right, Zach. So you tell me, you went to a pep rally. Uh, you went to some other fan experiences before the game, even the day before the game and stuff like that. Which event was your favorite? Media day. Okay. Okay, the one thing I didn't download a picture of. I'm I'm a teacher, so why is that your favorite? Because you get to listen to all the players and what they think, and you know, kind of get into the mind of them as they're getting okay. ready for the game. So yeah. it wasn't because you saw Kurt Curb Streak's dog. Yeah. <laughs> His dog's become pretty famous. Yeah, I know. So this wasn't at media day, but I got a couple of pictures yeah. I stole from uh, Pam's Facebook. But uh, there's I recognize Zach. I don't know who the other guy is. Yeah, so that's uh, so, so that's Zach at Media Day with JJ McCarthy. Okay. Yeah. And then we're gonna assume that sign is is a W for Washington. Yeah. 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 That's Penix. Yeah. yeah. So two two, those guys will be in the league. Yeah. And uh, did you get a chance to really talk to them, or did you just took a picture? Just took a picture. That's all. Well, that's cool. And then I'm kind of jumping around here. Uh, I got one more. Where's that? There was some concert. Now this wasn't a, how how who who performed at this event? That was the country. That one was the country one. That was John Party, Jake Owen, and Megan Maroney. Megan Maroney. Okay. So what was y'all's favorite? You know, of all the fan experience and events, pep rally, whatever. If Zach's was the media day, what about the parents? Well, mine was getting to eat at everything. We we <laughs> were, I mean, they had buffet at everything that we went to. Uh, we had tailgate party right before the game, right across, uh, right across from the stadium uh, that was hosted by the CFP group that who who was our host, and uh, so that was an incredible incredible event. And then uh, all the com uh, the concerts. You had a private. It was like a booth. You had a booth to go in and eat, and and uh, and uh, and then uh, I tell you a real neat thing is us as educators. It's on uh, on Saturday night. The they always host in Houston the weekend of the national championship game. It's called the uh, Taste of Championships, and it's a fun it's a fundraiser for the teachers foundation there, and uh, and so they bring in the top shelves or chefs. There's 24 chefs that came in. And they had food samples. This was at Minute Maid Baseball Park, and uh, so it was another great venue. We got we got to visit, and they had uh, samples of their food from all different kinds of restaurants. I've been joking all day when people ask me about about what it was like. I said, well, I said I love I love Texas, I love people in Texas, but they don't always tell the truth about the food. Because we'd ask them with all the samples, is this spicy? And they'd say, oh no no, it's not spicy. It was 100% spicy. <laughs> Yeah, it would light you up, but it was great. The hospitality was great. The, uh, the city did so much in uh, in branding for this for the game. It was amazing to watch. Yeah, so that kind of leads right into the next question. What what types of things did did Houston do since they were hosting? I'm sure they had some branding and some signage everywhere. 
Uh, was there anything in the airport or anything like that? It was it was every everywhere you went. Uh, so it's neat. They have the convention center downtown, and uh, and so it was linked on one end of the convention center with a skywalk across to the Marriott where Washington was staying, and then on the other end of it was a skywalk across to where. Uh, Michigan was staying in the same hotel with us. We let them stay in there, right? Uh, gotcha. So, uh, and then in, in the middle was park, and it was uh, uh, it was people were walking everywhere. And then at the end of the street was the baseball park, Minute Maid, and then back over the street behind the facility was where the it was a soccer stadium where they did all three concerts. So the whole thing you couldn't you couldn't walk without seeing it. And in the middle between the two hotels was the largest building in the city. That was draped by uh, by the state championship trophy uh, cloth. It was uh, it was just neat. You know, you couldn't you couldn't turn around without seeing something and somebody talking about about the game. And incredible hot hospitality, just wonderful people out there. Well, cool. That definitely sounds like a, a fun fan experience. So here's a picture of you guys on the field, and not only are you on the field, but you got Zach's name up there on. The scoreboard. So, Zach, the fun fans are wondering, you know, these educators, are they just rolling? And that's just, you know, <laughs> VIP, everything, first class all the time. Uh, or, you know, or how how did this family get this opportunity? So I actually have a special heart where I have three ventricles instead of four. And then one day, I don't even know what day it was, my dad nominated me for Make-A-Wish. And it kind of just flew off from there. I met these two special women at Zaxby's that helped me make my wish come true. And then I think and close to a year after that, I had a party for Make-A-Wish. And they gave me my ticket and told me that I was going there officially. And then I guess a month after that, I'm, I went to the national championship game. There you go. So it, awesome. it was, yeah, well earned. You've had tons of trips to Charleston and multiple surgeries and that special heart uh, scared Bill and Pam and a lot of the rest of us when you were real little, plenty of times. And we were very, very proud to, uh, to see it turn into that smile <laughs> at a national championship game. And look at the background. I mean, that's just, it was, that's after the game, obviously. So, uh, it was just all right. So we appreciate uh, the Make-A-Wish Foundation on behalf of the Owens family. And I'm uh, very happy that they shared that experience and, and gave the Owenses, Owenses the opportunity to do that. And we appreciate the Owenses being on the show with us. That's right. We yeah, that was awesome. That was, uh, nice I mean, the about. national championship game was almost as cool as being on this show. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. But they just, you guys got to have a way to have food on here, right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll work. We'll work. We'll on go the get you somebody in the kitchen. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Thanks again for being Thank on you. the show. We will. We will see you soon. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, that was cool. Yep, that's awesome. So yeah, we were happy about that, and um, proud to have them on the show, and uh, proud to have them in our you know, part of uh, friends and coworkers, actually coach Owens is my athletic director. I don't know if I said that earlier, but he, y'all are just my two favorite athletic directors and don't tell hey, Mike Gentry. I said get that. Get them all in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
All right. So on there, there is there's some other news in college sports. The goat. Today. The what, goat what happened? Has Bailey, hung he, up, he hung up the whistle in the Panama Jack hat. <laughs> Nick Saban has retired, everybody. If you live under a rock, yeah, um, didn't know. you know, more national championships than anybody and won one at LSU and then it's too many to count it. Alabama and six. Now of course he's got our, he's been around so long he has a tie. I, has they a, were putting a, it up there. 260-something wins, 70-something losses in a tie. Yep. So he was around – he was a head coach back when they still had ties. Yep, so I remember that. Are you surprised at all? No, I think he's been I – mean, I'm just speculating, but I th- I do listen to sports radio all the time, and yep. I think he's um, – I think he's frustrated with the way college athletics is going. Um, And I think – you know, maybe – I mean, he is 72 years old. I mean, come on. Yeah, that too. You're talking about working 365 days a year. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and if you don't win the national championship, it's not good enough. He's way – He's had 16 way, straight 10-win seasons. Am I right? Did I read that correctly? Something like that. 16 straight. It is unbelievable. Since 2010, it's been 14 years since he's had more than two losses in a season. Right. So, so. – well done, Nick Saban. Now, yeah, yeah. Obviously, everybody goes. Dabo's a candidate. All right. I don't think so, everybody. Dabo's the mayor of Clemson. Whether we got a mayor in Clemson, we know we got a mayor in Clemson. We've interviewed him. We've but interviewed. Dabo, Dabo built Clemson, helped build Clemson into what it is today. And and I don't know why you would want to take over for the guy when you need to be the guy that takes over for the guy that took over for the guy. Yeah. Well, but you know, you know too that also the head coaches can't have that mentality. But now I'm I'm not disagreeing because I don't think Dabo will go. So hopefully all the Clemson fans out there they can calm down. However, it's definitely an interesting topic. Plus, Vegas has released the odds. The number one, according to the Vegas odds, is uh, Lanning Manning, the Oregon coach. Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning is the number one candidate, according to odds makers. Now, these I bet guys, you he's you there remember. tomorrow. Well, you got to remember why they, you know, why the odds are this. It's about people making bets and stuff. Right. It's five to one, four, four to one, I think. But the number two is Dabo, according to Vegas, with four to one odds. You know who number three is? Lane Kiffin. Lane, Lane Kiffin. So, but that don't mean – the thing about Vegas, that don't mean that's who Alabama Uh-oh. is in their top three. That's the top three that ba- Vegas can get people to bet on. <laughs> but an insider, an ESPN insider reported immediately, and he swore he had information that Dan Lanning was the top target. Well, whoever and you know, that they, job, they should have said, hey, Nick, who would you hire? That's what they you do with guys. They should have. They probably did. They he probably was the defensive did. coordinator at Georgia. Okay, he was, you know, Kirby Smart was the defensive coordinator at Alabama. Well, he's got Georgia in a place better than Alabama right now. Yeah. So he's not a candidate. He might have been four years ago, but Dan Lanning was like his his defensive coordinator. So, um, and it's a step up. I, you know, I mean, I'm sure Dabo goes, okay, that's where I went to school. I get it. But man, those are big shoes to fill, and it's already in place. Like, 
but he did have one commit already. They already had one five-star commit decommit uh, as soon as Saban mm -hmm. announced he was retiring. So it, it'll be interesting. Well, and the thing, I don't, I doubt this has anything to do with it really, but we can take some solace in uh, the past couple of years, not being playoff teams. Cause you know, Alabama, let's say they're not going to take that caliber of coach or whatever. That'll help make Clemson fans feel better. Right. Tyler from Spartanburg. Let me run it off Dabo. But you know what? Whoever gets that job, you know what? They're going to have to have a lot they, of. They're going to need some Dubby. They're going to need some energy. Go to W.GG, enter code FUNFANS for 10% off, and get your jitterless energy drink. It's quite refreshing. Quite refreshing. All right, we have enough time, Bailey, and I don't even know. But you Basketball, sure you it's not going Basketball. well right now. Two minutes and 40 seconds to go. <laughs> Down 11. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I told you. I told you Sunday. Don't panic. Slump. Was, I'm not panicking. Like I definite, didn't know we were playing. Definite chance for another loss. Virginia okay. Tech has made like 70% of their threes, which is no excuse. Okay. It's just it just that's how it is. How you, teams you're not, shoot like that? You're not gonna be well, we need to get a little closer to them, I think. Okay, <laughs> but you. you're not gonna beat people. And Clemson's had some pretty uncharacteristic turnovers tonight, just since I've been home. Um and actually, you know, I got a kid, one of my former players plays for Virginia Tech. And and Mike Young, like I said, Sunday night is an outstanding coach. Outstanding. So, um, you know, one and three in the ACC after tonight, not the end of the world. It's okay. Uh, still going to be a tournament team. Teams going. It's like a roller coaster when you coach basketball, trust me. Yep. Ebb and flow, just like the games. Basketball. Yep. If I know about bas basketball games, or they, they happen in runs and – it's about the ball going in the basket. Yeah. And then uh can happen with the season as well. So we're gonna keep following that though. We're excited. Hey, and we uh, got we got a minute, right? We got a minute. Yeah. What you got? I'm just gonna explain this to people out there, and I hope certain people on Twitter are listening. <laughs> the coach draws the plays, runs the offense, sets up the stuff, and gets you wide open shots. You gotta make them, boys. So it's not a coaching when you don't shoot the ball well. So let's yeah. just keep that in mind as we move forward. It's funny how people get it's it's their own pride after uh, showing that they dislike a coach, right? And it, even if it was maybe years ago, and then it don't matter really how good a job that coach has done since then, or even overall, any loss or whatever is is it's time to fire the coach or whatever. So that's right. I mean, it's just, it's, it, it trickles down now, unfortunately. Hence, but anyway, two year old Saban uh, retiring. Saban said enough. I'm going to sit at home and eat oatmeal cream pies for breakfast. And I don't know who he's going to scowl at. And maybe he's been, have a garden and he'll get mad at his plant. He's going to have, he's going to make even more commercials, uh, Geico commercials. But well, when Dion. you know, you know, I'm telling you, when you know, you know. Yeah, that's true. Been there, done that. That is true. Speaking of knowing and what is true, we're going to come right back this Sunday night at 7 o'clock. Uh, we're going to have another national champion on the show, so you do not want to miss that. We hope everyone enjoyed the show this evening with the Owenses and hearing about their trip to the national championship game. Uh, lots of Saban and Dabo stuff going around, and I think it's kind of fun. But Clemson fans, please don't freak out. Please don't freak out. It's, it's going to be okay. Uh, but we definitely appreciate you joining us here each and every Wednesday. 
Uh, don't forget to click subscribe on the Fun Fans Podcast YouTube channel, as well as your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social media and please share. On behalf of the Fun Fans Podcast, J Thriller Entertainment, the Fanboys Fangirls Podcast Network, and Bailey Jackson. I promise you, Alabama has a coach before we're back together on this show. I believe it. Probably we'll before the end out. of the day tomorrow. Have a nice evening. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening.